0: Welcome to the True Safety Podcast with Apollonia Rockwell, where each week you hear from safety industry experts and leaders discussing safety culture, team development, and the future of the safety industry. If you are looking for help with your safety program or have questions, head to truesafetyservices.com slash podcast. Let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I'm Seth Silvers, your co-hosts, Apollonia Rockwell. How are you doing today? Hey,
1: I'm doing awesome. Thank you. How are you?
0: I am doing great. Today is an important episode because we're talking about resilience and particularly like how do you build resilience as a team? Um, Everybody listening to this is likely on a team of some sort. Even if you're working as an independent contractor, you're likely working together with other people. So uh, we've seen that having resilience as a team is so, so critical, especially in the last 12 months of COVID pandemic. And so Apollonia, give us an overview of this topic of resilience as a team and kind of what, give us an overview of what we're going to talk about today.
1: Yeah, this gets me so excited. I think that teams have struggled so much during COVID, I think, like you said, everyone has a personal experience, no matter what company you're with, no matter if you're consulting or out in the field, what I, with a big business or a small business, every team has been challenged, right, over this last year. And um, I think that I've been able to see from from trial and error, what has worked and what hasn't worked. And the biggest thing that landed on me, especially during COVID and, and fighting out of it, is the mission needs to be clear. Like every company, every team that you're on, freaking uh, sports team, business team, that mission needs to be big and it needs to be clear for everyone to have a sense of purpose when they wake up every morning. And people need to know what they're moving towards and people need to know if they're learning, if they're growing and how they're contributing in order to fight through any tough time in their life.
0: So- Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah so I'm so I think, excited to talk about this. I think that makes
0: sense. Um, <laughs> and I think that that's hard sometimes, especially in industries like, you know, construction, for example, where you're building a building. Right. And not that that doesn't matter, but like, how do you tie in, you know, when you're doing something fairly tactical and, right. you know, fair, like it's not clearly tied to like this mission. Yes. How do you tie in and make clear the mission so that your team is more bought in?
1: Yeah. So it's really interesting. Something that landed when you just said that was I was um, in, a, in a CEO group called Vistage. And we had a speaker that touched on just the, just the comment that you just made is, how do you get excited to go to your construction job? Or, you know, when you are building a building or, or something, building residential or in the middle of building a hospital and how the, I don't, I certainly don't have all the answers, but I think the instructor said something really beautiful as he was like, if you can share the story of the, in this scenario specifically, if you can share the story, if the company can share the story of what you're building, are you building a home for a family Like, are you building a future home where a family is coming in? Little kids are going to grow up there. Are you building a hospital where lives are going to be saved and transformed at that hospital? But like, what's the story of the place that you're building and connect the team to that? Mm -hmm. And I think that as safety directors or safety professionals, it's our responsibility. If you want to be effective, if you want to make an impact, you have to figure out what that story is. Right. What What are we doing here? Because we can't just let the responsibility of sharing that story, creating a mission and an impact. Let's say your company, let's say the leaders at your company, they don't have this strong vision, impact, mission statement, and this big impact theory. You make it up. You figure it out. Mm -hmm. You make it real life and rally up everybody towards something. Because we can't just sit back in our lives and and, and wait for somebody else to tell us where we're going. Right. Like if you want people to buy into your safety program, it starts with caring about the employees and then creating something exciting that you're working towards and creating incentive safety incentive programs and creating these these programs that get everybody involved and everybody rowing in the same direction. Yeah. So that could fall on your shoulders as a safety professional, even yeah. if your company doesn't have it
0: for you. Yeah, absolutely. And the definition of resilience is the ability to withstand adversity and to bounce back from difficult life events. Wow. So wow. the yeah. definition kind of implies like there's going to be tension. There's going to be things that just happen and your team needs to be able to withstand those Yes, to keep the work going, but also to keep your people going, to like keep just things developing. So how do we really develop like a culture of resilience on our team? Because most people don't think about things like resilience until you need it. Yeah. It's like, we don't think about how to like make it through the trial or make it through the tough time of business until we're there. So what kind of things can leaders be doing with their teams when things are going great? That will help develop that resilience so that when things start falling apart, they actually know what to do.
1: I love that. So all I can do is speak from experience and just through trial and error and, you know, especially during COVID is um, one thing, one tactical um, tip would be setting clear goals. So setting annual goals for the company is something that we did. And then breaking those out into quarterly goals. And where I have fallen short as a leader and probably still fall short today, I could always get better. I always wanna learn and grow. But when you have these quarterly goals, communicate them with your team over and over and over and over again and translate those quarterly goals. And help every team member work through what that looks like for them on a daily basis or a weekly basis to help contribute to that quarterly goal individually. Because when you're an employee, this is just humans. Take the take the titles out of it. Us as humans, we need to know that we're learning and growing to feel momentum and to feel and to stay excited about something. So when things are going good. Um, at, if you're a leader in business setting these clear co- goals quarterly goals targets whatever and then helping everybody see that vision through at least when crap hits the fan or if you lose a job or if xyz employee quits or there's whatever whatever crazy things happens in business you still have your eyes on the prize your goals don't deviate you still know hey we just got knocked the hell down, but I know where I'm going this quarter. I know what we're working towards and that'll get you up every Mm -hmm. morning, or at least it'll help you see the vision clearly and see the purpose and feel the purpose in your daily activities.
0: Right? Yeah, absolutely. And I I think clarity on those goals and communication is huge and in developing resilience, because when, then when, when hard times come business-wise, Or when hard times come personal wise, you know, it's, it's really important that, you know, why you're going to work Yeah, yeah. It's important that your team knows what they're contributing to as far as the bigger picture goes. Another thing that you can't control as a leader is you can't control what's going on in your team's personal lives. So I think that's an aspect of resilience too, that I'd love to hear your perspective on is like, what does a leader do, um, to like, you know, keep the work going and keep. That keep things moving when maybe the personal lives of your team start to break down or there's some challenging things going on and that begins to impact work? How do you maintain resilience through things like that?
1: Yeah. So the biggest thing you can do is care. Like the biggest thing that you can do as a leader. And I like how you structured this, this question a little bit ago, is you said, what can you start doing when things are good before shit hits the fan is you can make it clear to your team members that you care about them because also what happens if there's a strong team and then trials and tribulations are thrown your way if you guys are already close then you guys get closer during tough times right and you make it through like a sports team you make it through but it's hard to to start that when things are crumbling and when everybody's personal lives might be crumbling and everyone's dealing with heavy things at home too so one thing that you can do is just is to I'm, I'm, i don't want to say start caring but maybe start showing that you care and maybe increase your one-on-ones maybe have a maybe just having the understanding that even post covid that any change can be traumatic in somebody's life that's trauma is when big change happens, is the loss of anything is is trauma. That might be traumatic. And so understanding that as a leader, that our team members could still be going through really tough times. And I just think the human aspect is just knowing that, understanding that, and talking about that with a team member, as much or as little as that team member feels comfortable sharing with you. But just knowing that you're there and knowing that you care and doing little things to support them, Um, I think can go a long way.
0: Right. Yeah. And I think that's huge. And that kind of brings us to like this word empathy Like, how does our empathy and resilience. Are those things connected as, as a leader?
1: Yeah. I, I don't think that there's any way, I don't think you can have one without the other. How can you fight for a mission? How can you fight for something? If what you're fighting for, if that, if you don't, how can you give it all you have at a job if you don't feel like, the company cares about you. Right. I feel like it's really simple. Yeah. And so as a team, you guys can get through really tough times, but caring comes first. And you have to know that your work is valued and you have to know that you're valued and seen and heard to want to give it all that you have. You know, as a leader, you work for your team members. That's just what it is. I've I've always known that. I've always known that that I work for my employees. And so I think just always you know and I'm not perfect by any means again like I love learning and growing and learning how I could be a better leader but I just know that you have to share that you care first.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, how what are kind of some tips that you'd have for le- for leaders to yeah. start implementing this to like actually like how can leaders motivate their team to just push through, like what can they be doing on a daily or weekly basis Mm -hmm. to really help your team or individuals on your team to really have a sense of resilience and push through when things are rough. We talked about, okay, here's some things you can do when things are going well, right? you know, kind of prepping for it. But like when you're in the middle of it and things are really hard, what can leaders and safety professionals be doing to develop resilience amongst their team?
1: I think that the biggest thing that you could do on, on the leadership side is start or continue to have one-on-ones with your team members. They don't need to be, um, and you can even do this on the safety professional side too. You really can. And I did a lot, (laughs) you know, when production allowed it is really just taking the time to understand where somebody's at, but on the leadership side is, when things are going good, having one-on-ones and then not deviating from those one-on-ones when tough times come, because they probably need to increase, not decrease. Mm-hmm. And so, this uh, you know, I just got through um, sort of a um, an issue, a challenge at work where a team member had so much building up on them, and they were involved in weekly meetings, monthly meetings. Um, supervisor talk to them every day, but there's something about a scheduled structured one-on-one where you're as a leader deliberately asking, how are you doing? What's working? What's not working where it gives the pressure. It takes the pressure off of you, you know, going out of your way to call your supervisor, but this person was just getting overloaded and they didn't feel comfortable until they broke, they were like, I'm so overloaded. And then they just finally snapped, you know, not snapped in a bad way, but they were like, I might, I don't know if I can do this job anymore. And it's like, why didn't you come to us as a as a leadership team? But like I looked at, I looked at that moment as a as a look in the mirror moment and think, how how did I create an environment where this person didn't feel comfortable enough to, to say, hey, I, I almost feel like I'm tapped out. And so having these structured one-on-ones is the best advice takeaway that somebody could implement tomorrow and mm-hmm. just really get on a deep level of how your team members are doing so right. that you can always meet them where they're at.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that might be, that might be a walk around the job site with yeah. each yeah. worker, like every month, mu- like it doesn't have to be some big thing, but right. knowing that there's a safe space for your workers to talk about what's going on in their life. And there's going to be times where it's professional and there's going to be times where it's personal and they just yeah. need an ear. Yeah. And I think that, you know, when I think of like Enemies of resilience. Like what's going to keep me from being resilient through times of hardship. I mean, just feeling alone is going to be one of the main things. Like if oh, I consistently man. feel yeah. alone, yeah. then when hardship comes, like I'm running, I'm I'm done. I, can, I I won't be able to do it.
1: Oh my gosh. I completely agree with you. And especially post COVID is, um, I feel like is a hot topic is just how do we rebuild connections? Mm -hmm. If connection was lost, you know, some companies, it it increased some companies. It didn't increase and in some states stagnant. So just keeping, keeping the lines of communication strong and making sure that everybody feels the sense of belonging as best as possible. People need to feel like they're in a community, whatever that looks like because you're right. Feeling alone is when you could, that's when all the, the negativity and the worry and the doubt, all that creeps into your mind. And you feel like you're feeling, fighting a fight. alone.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, this is helpful. I think, um, in in so many levels, but I think just kind of a parting encouragement to leaders, like be connected with your team, like the main thing that's going to contribute to having a resilient team and having that resilient perspective is really going to be knowing what your team is up to knowing how they're doing, knowing what's like you said, what's working and what's not. So, as we bring this to a close, any parting words of encouragement to the safety professionals listening?
1: Yeah, I would say schedule. Uh, yeah, words of encouragement is build a community, build a community. Period. And if you are already, then awesome, kudos to you. But and, and increase it. See what you could do different. See what you can do better but build a community within your company because that's the community that you're a part of no matter what, outside of work, you're a part of that. So build something fun and exciting that people want to be a part of.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, Apollonia, thank you so much. And uh, we'll, we'll be back next week with, with more great content for safety professionals.
1: Yay, all right. Thank you so much for listening.
0: Thank you for listening to the True Safety Podcast with Apollonia Rockwell. If you are looking to save time and money with your safety program this year, we'd love to hear from you head to truesafetyservicescom slash podcast to schedule a free call with our team, where we will help you identify the biggest opportunities for growth in your company and safety program. And we'll connect you with the right resources to help you grow again. That is is slash podcast. Thanks so much for listening. We will see you next week. And if you haven't already, make sure to subscribe to the podcast and share with your friends. If you know anyone who needs to hear this episode today, click the share button and send them this episode.